Boomer Esiason and Boomer is brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody by Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zudi.com for details. By McFarlane Energy. Check out their home heating oil incentives at McFarlaneEnergy.com. And Boomer brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Boomer, in a in a nutshell, what is wrong with the Jets? There's no nutshell big enough to be able to put all the things that are wrong with the Jets uh, into that nutshell. I mean, look, they uh, said yesterday in the NFL today, Greg, I said that, you know, you have an inexperienced coaching staff going against Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. You bet you you have very little chance. And on top of that, injuries, rookie quarterback that's not ready to play yet. And you have exactly what happened yesterday. I mean, I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I thought the Jets coming off of a bye would have a little bit of a pep in their step, but... Um, you know, Mac Jones continues to play extremely well. The defense gets turn turnovers and sacks, and uh, they were getting after uh, Zach Wilson, and he basically gets knocked out of the game. And then, <laughs> just be, uh, not non used, I should say, Mike White comes in and plays quarterback, and, and the game is over at that point. Boomer, you bring up injuries. When you look at Zach Wilson, he said that he asked to go back into the game. They told him no, so he watched on his phone, icing his knee. Very sad quote from him. But when you look at, at what happened on the field and what, what's been said after, I know they're going to get an MRI today. Do you think that this is it for him for the season? No, nah, I don't think so, Courtney. It sounds like to me he's got a PCL injury, and a PCL you don't really need one. And I'm sure that... Uh, if he has Squiggy there, he probably doesn't have either one in his legs. So uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's an injury that is uncomfortable maybe for a couple of weeks to three weeks if, in fact, he did hurt that particular ligament. But uh, it doesn't sound like there's any other structural damage to the MCL or the ACL. And if that's if that's the case, then you know maybe two weeks off, maybe three weeks off, maybe he bounces back next week. So fingers are crossed. Although... I, I, he's not ready to play. You know, he and Justin Fields and Davis Mills yesterday all looked like they were completely overwhelmed. <laughs> and this is what happens to these kids when they don't know what they're doing or they're, you know, with uh, inexperienced coordinators and quarterback coaches and things of that nature. Unlike the system that Mac Jones is in, where Mac is getting rid of the ball quickly and not taking these unnecessary hits. Boomer, when you look at yesterday's game, is this the game that they needed the Patriots to? Get them in that mindset of, all right, we know we can go blow for blow with the good teams, Dallas and Tampa Bay, but the teams like the Jets, the Texans, these are the games that we got to go out there and show our dominance and we're a better team then. Yeah, there's no question about that. Now, the interesting thing moving forward is their schedule. They go to the Chargers, I believe, next week, and then at Carolina, and then Cleveland, and then Atlanta. You know, three of those four games, I, I believe that they will definitely be in. I don't know what the Charger game is going to look like. The Chargers are coming off of a bye, and they got blown out in Baltimore two weeks ago, or last week, I should say. So this this game at the Chargers will be interesting uh, on uh, on Halloween. But after that, the next three games, given the way that Cleveland has played and the way that Carolina has played, and, you know, Atlanta's winning, but I wouldn't sit here and say that they are, you know, an overwhelming team that's going to be, uh, that difficult. So I would think over the next four games, if they can win three out of those next four, they'll be right in the mix, and then it's a sprint to the finish. And their final four games, Indianapolis, Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Miami, you got to believe they can go two and two in that game. So I, they still have to, I believe, get to nine and eight to make it to the playoffs. So somewhere they're going to have to beat somebody that they're probably not going to be favored against, and, uh, and that's going to ultimately propel them to the playoffs. But yesterday's win was exactly what they needed. 
They needed to drill a an opponent that just absolutely is brutal right now. They did it. And Mac Jones had, had his first 300-yard game and still continues to complete 70% of his passes, which is absolutely amazing to me. What happened to the Chiefs, Boomer? You know, I it, <laughs> it's hard to say what's happening to them. I think, number one, if I had to guess, number one, the, you know, they're on everybody's target list. So everybody wants to compare themselves uh, to what the Chiefs have accomplished over the last three to four years. The second thing is a lot of these teams want their pound of flesh from being beaten by them over the last couple of years, and Tennessee obviously is top on that list. Uh, their defense is not very good, but what's really troubling is how their offense is playing. And yesterday they never got on track, and supposedly they had fixed their offensive line this offseason, and it looked like anything but that yesterday. So Patrick Mahomes was under a ton of duress the interesting thing about Kansas City now is they have the New York Giants next Monday night, and that's a defense that should be able to be uh, moved the ball upon. So I would think that they'll get right next Monday night. But they're they're very – I think that they are very, very uh, close to possibly uh, not making the playoffs. And if that were the case, uh, that would be something because a lot, of, a lot of people thought in this preseason that they would still be uh, you know, a Super Bowl contender, and right now they're anything but that. A lot of ties between Miami and Deshaun Watson. Another loss last night for the Dolphins. If you ran them, would you want Deshaun Watson on your team? No, I would not. Not not under the current circumstances. And if I'm Houston and I can get some dope to figure out, you know, to to actually trade for him, I'd I'd cut my losses and run. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. And, uh, you know, I also, if I were Houston, I would say, okay, you're, you're coming back to play now. And then that would force the NFL to get involved. Because uh, the NFL is basically set on the sidelines just simply because Deshaun Watson and the Texans have an agreement to allow him to get paid without playing, which is absurd to me. So uh, I would not want to trade for him, Courtney, until everything is completely finished and we all know what the results are. Uh, to even try to make a trade for him right now, especially if, the, if you have to give up first-round draft choices and the supposed package that they're asking for, there's no way in the world uh, that I would make this uh, this trade. The other thing, too, is I, it was reported that Philadelphia was very close to making the trade. The interesting thing about Philadelphia, right now, if the draft were being held, they have three top ten picks in the upcoming draft. So, you know, they do have the draft capital if, in fact, that's what it's going to take to go get Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. The other part of this is that he has a no-trade clause and he wants to play in Miami. That's where he wants to go. Stephen Ross is, I'm sure, their owner, is very impatient at this point and would probably make the trade for him. But then again, if it were me, I wouldn't until I knew exactly where everybody stood with what's going on right now. Puma, I, this team hasn't been good since I was probably about maybe 12 years old. 1988, <laughs> I believe it was. Um, the Cincinnati Bungles, right? <laughs> with, when you look at this Joe Burrow uh, uh, Jamar Chase, they haven't been good since you've been there. Is this Cincinnati team for real? Are they legit? They, they're, they're, le- they're legit, Wiggy. Now, they, they had a run with Carson Palmer. They had a run with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Now it's time. I know they're not Tom Brady, and I know they didn't win Super Bowls. You know, there has to be some people in the NFL that end up losing. Like, I, can't, I told you, I played for the Bengals, the Jets, and the Cardinals, otherwise known as the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. So there's some, you know, we all can't play for great organizations all the time. Well, that's but the last was, Super Bowl appearance was with you, right? Right, exactly, yes. And I told Jamar Chase that, by the way, when I was interviewing him on Friday. But I, I will say, um, they are for real. They are definitely for real. And Joe Burrow is as advertised. He, uh, he had a great game yesterday, and – 
You know, I remember, you probably don't remember this name, but 1985, the Bengals drafted a wide receiver out of Miami. His name was Eddie Brown. We felt so highly about him that we drafted him, I think, either eighth or ninth overall. And the San Francisco 49ers were trying to trade up to get him. And uh, the Bengals wouldn't trade. So we got Eddie Brown. The 49ers had to settle for a guy by the name of Jerry Rice later on in the first round. And Eddie Brown was a great player. And when he was added to our mix in 1985, all of a sudden our offense was a completely different offense. And that's exactly what Jamar Chase has done uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's amazing to me that right now as we sit here, the number one seed in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. The number one seed in the AFC is the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, they they rebuilt their team this offseason. They, they, they've got a great team. But really, most importantly, they have the, the, the personality of quarterback and they have the dynamic wide receiver that has changed the uh, the complete outlook of this football team. Boomer, before you go, what player does Mac Jones remind you of? Uh, you want me to say Tom Brady? <laughs> I, I want your I want you to answer it the, the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, you know, I I think of a hmm hmm. I I'm, I feel like you have an answer that you're trying to lead me to. <laughs> I'm not. You're you not. Gotta tell him Wiggy's no, answer. I, 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 I can tell you what Wiggy said. Oh yeah, tell me what Wiggy said. Chad Pennington. Uh, I could see why he would say that. I don't know why you're so down on Mac Jones. Yeah, Wiggy. but I think Chad Pennington was a really good quarterback. He I was played, just could stay healthy. Yeah, I played with him when when Chad was healthy. He was smart. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. You needed some pieces around him, but he was a guy that you could win with. But he wasn't going to do anything that you were going to go, wow, this guy is that next level. He was a very, very good quarterback. I don't see why there's an issue with comparing him to Chad Pennington. He was a now, good quarterback. Yeah, he was. No, he was. He really was. But he couldn't stay healthy. That was his yeah. big problem. He couldn't stay on the field. I, I'll, I'll say this. If you watched the Rams and the Lions yesterday, you saw specifically why the Rams wanted Matthew Stafford as opposed to Jared Goff. There were, there were moments in this game, late in the game, where Jared Goff, if he just hits a couple wide-open receivers, they're going to win the game. And he couldn't do it. And there are a lot of players that are like that, that just for whatever reason, when the game is on the, on the line, they just can't make the play. Now, Tom Brady has always seemed to make the play in that situation. Uh, and there are a lot of quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. Ben Roethlisberger in, in his prime was one of those guys. Uh, I think Mac Jones can become one of those guys where – in the heat of the moment, he's going to make the play. Now, and he's done that. He's already done that against the Cowboys. He's already done that against Tampa Bay, even though they lost those games. You could see just the growth in him as a player. And then yesterday in a blowout, uh, you could see that, you know, he's so far ahead of where Zach Wilson is. And I've been telling you guys that I think it's because of the system he's in, the coaching staff that he has. But it also a lot comes back to him and how much he can handle and how much he's learned. So I could see the comparison, but I think ultimately his career will be a lot better than Chad's because I do believe he's smart enough to stay healthy and not take these nasty hits that some of these kids are taking. All right, Boomer. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, guys. Have a great week. 